The following show contains spoilers for Thor Ragnarok. To Valhalla, my warriors! We could survive that! We could survive that! We could survive- Mighty Thor Battle Royale! Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who broke out of hell. It's Chris. Hello, everybody. Chris. Yes. How was hell? It was hot, steamy, passionate. I asked how hell was, not your, <laughs> but, <laughs> not your bathroom. <laughs> no, that was, that, that was my trip to hell. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> As I went. Oh, uh, what are we talking about today, Chris? Thor Ragnarok, the latest film in the MCU, and uh, the tipping point, I think. For me, anyway, not 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 in general. Okay, where did it tip you? Uh, no, just the entire film. No, I came out of there thinking it was an alright film, and I thought, I'm starting to get bored of the generic superhero movies. They're building up to the same things over and over. Uh-huh. Uh, big bad guy. Oh, uh, we beat him. Moving on. Okay. I want, I, want, I want a lot of darker films. I'm thinking of more... Uh, I want more Watchmen type films. You know where the superheroes will die and, you know, get badly hurt and there's well, people... big consequences. Whereas this is, you know the world's not going to get destroyed. You know Thor will win. Well, you the... know Loki <laughs> will be in it. Well, the thing is, there are dark moments in it. Right, let's just recap before we get into the review-y stuff. Thor Ragnarok. It's obviously the follow-up to the other two Thors and the ongoing story of the Marvel Universe. It's very space-centric, is Thor Ragnarok. Don't go to Earth at all, which is fine. Oh, we go there once. Yeah, they, they, we they go, go there, there once. once, yeah. But it's, it's just for a little fun bit with Doctor Strange. And um, Thor, he's on a mission to stop Hela, who has recently escaped Hell, I guess. She's been there. And uh, she turns up, wrecks Thor and a newly discovered Loki, who's been chilling out as Odin for a bit since Thor The Dark World where he was presumed dead, but Thor figures out pretty quickly that it's a ruse. <laughs> like two, two seconds after he gets back to Asgard. <laughs> Something's not right with Odin. He's acting a little weird. There's Loki statues. There's a play dedicated to Loki. They have my younger brother playing me and Matt Damon playing Loki. Yeah, fun stuff. And Sam Neill is Odin. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Hela shows up, wrecks shit up, banishes Thor and Loki to this junk gladiator planet run by Jeff Goldblum and whilst they're there dealing with their stuff they bump into Hulk who somehow got stranded there and we'll get more onto him in a bit but um yeah Hela's causing all sorts of trouble and um yeah that's a brief summary of the film now Chris you say you're underwhelmed you've reached a tipping point yeah I felt the film was good I enjoyed it. Very colourful, very spacey sci-fi. You can see they're uh, starting to bring the Guardians influence in and all. But at the same time, I was like, we know what's going to happen, though. Thor's going to beat her. Okay, Asgard does get destroyed. That I was expecting anyway because it was in the trailer. Is uh, it? Yeah. It we shows... get Big Surter in the trailer, but we don't get it shows... Asgard exploding. Well, it shows the fire sweeping through the forecourt, burning all the trees and stuff. Yeah, but that could just be... Okay, so partially ruined was what I was expecting. Obviously, Thor's hammer gets destroyed. That was shown in the trailer, so we knew that was coming. Hulk was in it. We knew that was coming. Yeah. All the points we could have gone, oh, 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 you know, surprise. It was in the trailer. And then I just watched the whole film, and I was like, well, yes, Hulk, um, not Hulk, Thor's going to beat him. They're going to get away. 
maybe these characters will die. They didn't. They kept them all, pretty much all of them alive. I don't know. It's just like it's the same superhero thing over and over. I want darker tones. Well, you're not sure. What the a horror film live. then. That's what, the thing new is, Mutants. <laughs> yeah, New Mutants is going to be your your superhero horror film. Marvel have got a formula, and like it or 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 hate it, that's what they're sticking to. It's what's worked, and it's what they won't change drastically, just because this is what people expect. They expect a fun, light-hearted movie. There are stakes in this, and I'll get onto the tone of it. Take a Watiti, he's the director of this. I think he gets the tone slightly. It's slightly too light. He's a comedic director. And all the comedy stuff is really great, and he gets good performances out of everyone. It's all all the comedy stuff is well timed and everything, but I think the overall tone is too jokey. Maybe just a tad further than Guardians of the Galaxy, both of those, because they're the jokiest of the Marvel films, I think, and it probably steps over that line just a smidge. I can agree. Yeah, the stakes are very low, but I don't think going dark is the answer because they tried that with Superman in Man of Steel I know some people like it and I know you like it, it yeah. but that film is it's dark but it's it's needlessly dark and I'm not even talking tonally because that's the same generic superhero stuff where he lives in the end but it's just needlessly make this superhero grim and miserable and that's not what you want, is it? I know what you're going for. You want more unpredictability, don't you? Watchmen. I want you more want, Watchmen. Then watch Watchmen, okay? I want more Watchmen, not just the one Watchmen film. Well, watch the HBO Watchmen TV series that's coming out pretty soon. I, I plan to. Good. <laughs> um, is that your only problem with the film, the tone? Yeah, Because well, if you've got a like... problem with it, because if you've suddenly just got a problem with the Marvel template, then... We're in real trouble for the rest of the films that are coming oh, out. God, no. Because I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon. Well, I'm hoping with Infinity War, there's a lot of speculation about some of the Avengers dying off, Iron Man, Captain America, etc. So I'm hoping if that happens, you know, it'll uh, spice it back up and be like, yes, we don't know if these characters are going to live or die. I want the uncertainty to the characters' fate. Well, you've got that in Infinity War, and that's mostly because everyone's contract is running out and they're bringing in new characters like Doctor Strange and Black Panther to sort of replace they're both the old die infinity wars <laughs> to replace the older guard so that's where if any dramatic reshuffling is going to happen that's where it's going to happen i mean there are dramatic world changing events in thor ragnarok but because they happen towards the end of the film you don't really get uh the full impact of it and again because it's more of a comedic film yeah, and and the way the end is handled and how that comes about and how the destruction of Asgard comes about it's a choice to take out a greater threat it's it's less impactful because it's a character's choice it's Thor's choice to destroy Asgard to get rid of the bigger threat in Hela which I'm guessing they were going for as like a dramatic choice like oh he's got to turn on his own home to you know for greater good it didn't feel like that at all it didn't feel like a big thing when I was watching Asgard getting absolutely reduced to ruins. It yeah, didn't feel I, that big. Because it happens a bit too quickly. And again, the whole tone of the film is... It's a little too jokey for me. Just to smidge... I enjoyed it. It is a good comedy. It's fun. It makes me laugh. Which is what you want in a comedy. And yeah, all the performances are good. But 
I don't think it got the balance right. Yeah. I think the the Thor film that did it the best is the first Thor with Kenneth Branagh directing because you had your proper Shakespearean moments with brothers turning on brother and the betrayals of of Loki and all that lot, and then you had the the more light-hearted moments with Thor asking for another and him getting used to Midgard ways and that <laughs> sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think I think the first film got the tone right and this was going for more of a Guardian's tone. Yeah, it should have been a lot more serious, shouldn't it? The, the destruction of Asgard, his hammer, all those Asgardians who would have died and... Yeah, I think you're right. It was way too... Ju- Maybe that's what put me off. Maybe that's what I'm I'm feeling was wrong with it. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So we... There are main characters that do die. Um, Warriors 3, they're obliterated by Hela. And again, their deaths are sort of taken back. One, because they're so sudden, which is good for shock factor. But what really puts me off is that Thor never reacts to their death. He does he even know. know? Yeah, yeah does he, he even know. know that they they died trying to defend Asgard? I mean, probably when he does a head count of all the Asgardians that are alive, like, he goes, "Hang on, I'm missing three <laughs> of my friends. Where did they go?" Characters, should we talk about them? Thor, Valkyrie, Loki, yeah. Hulk, Hulk, go. Hulk, do you want to start with Hulk? Yeah, start with Hulk. Okay, so midway through the film, we it turns into Planet Hulk. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Uh, and we get warrior Roman Hulk wearing his centurion helmet and talking and actually being a character rather than a giant rage-filled machine. He's having conversations and he's... Limited conversations. <laughs> yeah, but he's having talks and stuff. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I thought that was um, good. I enjoyed, obviously, Hulk's all fighting thing and that lot. I like that they kept him in Hulk form and that he was having uh, conversation stuff. I thought that was amusing. I wanted to see more Hulk destruction, though. I'd really like to see, like, a... Uh, I know it's not going to happen, another Hulk solo, but I'd like to see, like, a psychological Hulk film where Bruce is, you know... He must be having all these psychological impacts from when he changes to Hulk and he comes back and he, there's all this destruction around him and he doesn't know what's happened. I'd like to see more like that. You're, you're still on a dark trip, Chris. I am, I yeah. am. I want to see more like that. But I liked him in this film. Uh, they didn't just shove him in there for the sake of it. He did have. So more you of like a the light-hearted Hulk, but you want a dark psychological horror. Yes. Fine. <laughs> Paradox, Chris. Great. You're talking logical as always. Uh, yeah, the Hulk stuff is good, and even when he reverts back into Mark Ruffalo, it's, Ruffalo's good in it. He's not in it for a lot, but he spends most of his time in the probably ping pong ball motion capture show suit. Yeah doing his CG stuff. But yeah, Loki's in it as well. He does a turn, doesn't he? He's sort of an anti-hero in this one. I mean, he was going that way in Thor The Dark World anyway. Loki's all over the place. He's always good, bad, good, bad, good. It's what you expect from him. That's why even Thor wasn't shocked when Loki betrayed him near the end of the film to try and claim the bounty or collect the bounty on his head. Then he pops up again good, which you expected him to do anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's that he flip flops. He just does what he thinks is best for him at any given moment. So yeah. if it means betraying Thor, then yeah, he'll he'll betray him if it means he's getting something out of it. Um, and I think towards the end of the film, what he gets out of it is recognition, like the celebratory hero's welcome that he wanted in that play that he 
probably wrote for himself, where he's cast himself as Mark Wahlberg. And <laughs> he's like, it's Matt no, Damon, Matt, weren't? Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't care. They're, bo- <laughs> They're both <laughs> chisel-jawed people. Matt Damon was his first. No, Matt Lucas. Little Britain. I get confused. But yeah, that's sort of what he wanted out of it. Glorified hero status amongst the Asgardians. And he gets that in it when he shows up and brings a ship and saves all the Asgardians. So yeah, Valkyrie, she's a new character, a new Asgardian. She's new. Yeah. New. <laughs> new. Was you new and shiny? Was you attracted to the character? Do you think this is a good addition to Thor's team? Yes. She's really good. I am sad that we didn't get uh, Lady Sif in this. Yeah, I was wondering what's happening to her. From a non universe perspective the actress is busy with uh, a tv project that she's doing she does um blind spot which is a weird no FBR. well she's in that and, and i think she's doing season two of that or, or whatever so yeah jamie alexander couldn't be in it that's an external reason in universe version i don't know why maybe she's just off world doing a, a mission because she does that she's popped up in agents of shield twice and had a chat with Coulson and she went there once to find uh, an escaped Asgardian and then she went there again after uh, a Cree so she's probably doing something for Odin that was secretly Loki who's probably sent her off to pick a really rare flower or just something to really pedantic for her to do. It's going to take her a long time yeah. to do. That's something that Loki would do, isn't it? Because he's, he's not a big fan of Sith, is he? Well, I imagine not a fan of anybody, is he, really? Not really, no. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, because he gets rid of um, bloody Idris Elba, doesn't he, at the gate. Is that, That's never explained why Idris it is says he's gotten ar- rid of. I thought... He's I just arrested just... for treason, and yeah. then he, f- he flees before the trial. Obviously, Loki, being Odin, would have given fake charges of treason. Yeah, I'm guessing that Loki did that because... Heimdall could see through his disguise. Yeah, that's and what I think. Also, when he uh, when he puts Carl Urban <laughs> on to be the new uh, gatekeeper or whatever they're called, and then when Thor comes through, and he's like, "You had one job," which was obviously just to keep Thor out of Asgard. Yeah, that's Thor is I'm... secretly a detective because he, he well, deduces it's Loki really I'm, quickly. Well, given the statue on the play and the way Odin's, you know, uh, acting when all these worlds have been attacked by other forces where some true or Odin would have sent out the Asgardians to save them all it's pretty obvious yeah isn't it? so it's the, this the first time in two years that Thor has been back to Asgard yeah it must have been because he's been chasing the Infinity Stones it doesn't look like he's gotten very far because at the start of the film he's trapped in Surtur's lair he's done that on purpose though yes he, he, to he, defeat Surtur but Okay, so between the last time we saw him in Age of Ultron, he's going after the Infinity Stones. He's gotten sidetracked and has decided to take out Serta. Yeah, well, he, he sort of gave up with him, didn't he? And he was like, oh, there's a big hell demon that's going to destroy Asgard. I'm going to go deal with this first. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought how he was going to unmask Loki was because Odin can hold the hammer, can't he? So I thought he was going to hold the hammer out and then obviously being like it just would have dropped he wouldn't be able to hold it that's what I thought he was going to do yeah we got more of your favourite thing with Thor's hammer where he just puts it on an opponent and it drops him to the ground with Serta's fire dragon thing (laughs) puts it on his lower jaw and that traps him you like that 
Uh, did, he does that to Loki as well, doesn't he? When he pushes him against the um. Yeah, he's still sofa, holding the handle, yeah. but he's yeah keeps it pinned on his chest, doesn't yeah. he? Look, he don't like that. <laughs> he does not like that at all. No, he doesn't. Um, who else? Serta. Should we talk about him? He's not in it a lot, but he's the big fire demon. He's the dude that's going to bring Ragnarok down upon us. I think he was too light-hearted in the intro. This is what I mean. <laughs> Darker stuff. <laughs> With Thor spinning on the chain. The first time he spun on the chain, it was funny. And then he'd done it again and again, and it was annoying. Yeah, and Serta does nothing. I know, he just sort of adds to the comedy, which is fine, but he should be a big fiery doom person. I was expecting him to get up and just kick Thor in the face, so he spins around rapidly and he's like, now you're spinning or, or something. Or chop the chain down or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's alright. He, visually, he's alright. The graphics pretty, weren't bad on him, were they? He's a pretty intimidating dude. Yeah. Hella, should we talk about her, an intimidating Kate dude? Kate <laughs> Yeah, so Kate Blanchett, what do you think? First lady, uh, supervillain in the uh, in the movies, at least. We've had bad female characters in the TV shows and stuff. Right. But, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts? I thought it was good that she was able to hold Thor's hammer and destroy it, and that she was always overpowered compared to the others. It gave, you know, made it harder for the heroes. It gave them a real threat. She was literally unbeatable. And that's why she destroys a whole army of Asgardian warriors. And Asgardian warriors are a lot tougher than your regular Joes. They didn't look so like the, it in this film. No, but that's because she's so overpowered and she can make swords just appear from out of nowhere. So you've got no time to dodge or duck. And she's also a master at Kung Fu, which would make sense because it turns out that she's Odin's firstborn. She's Odin's secret child. Um, in the comics, Hela is actually Loki's son. Daughter. Da- daughter, yes, because she's a lady. <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, and I, d- I don't mind that change. It makes more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is a suitable threat. Um, yeah, she was. I made her more thrown. Other than having that threat potential, she was an okay character. I don't want to say she was another generic villain character. You know, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Oh, you can't stop me. But... Other than that, yeah. Yeah, her motivations were to... Uh, she wants the throne, doesn't she, of, of Asgard, essentially. Yeah, and to make Asgard a uh, a world power again, to dominate all the other realms and take control. Yeah, wants it to be more military-focused than it has been since Odin sort of calmed down and, and stopped waging war on all of the nine realms. I'm guessing that was when Thor was born. Odin decides to slow down because he wants another kid and then Hela doesn't like that. Because I know Asgardians live for ages, but... A few thousand years, don't they? Yeah, so I think that's the that's what happened. Odin didn't have Thor before. He shut Hela away. And Hela was the one that initially had the, the hammer, Mjolnir, so that's why she can she can hold it. But she is not worthy. I think... Well, it, I, don't I, I, I don't think it's a worthiness <laughs> that allows her to hold the hammer. I think she, it's a, just a power level. power, yeah. Yeah, because she's on a par with Odin, isn't she? Yeah, well, it's the, the closer she is to Asgard, and when she's in Asgard, the longer she's there, the more power she gets. She draws from it more than what Thor does. Yeah, so Thor and Loki and the other... They're still, they've still got their powers. Loki can still manifest illusions, and uh, Thor can still summon lightning and stuff, but Hela's power i think it's more on a par with odin and that's why odin probably draws from asgard that's probably better than odin i'd imagine given his age and his 
He just dies of old age in this. Yeah, and because Loki banished him on Earth without his powers, we still don't know how Loki did that. How Loki overpowered Odin and got him off the throne. So that's I like a to think loophole. Poison. Poison. Not one. Not a lethal po- poison, but one hour. Laxative was... poison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got him to the loo and then made a portal and dumped him in the portal. That's real sneaky. Living up to the god of tricks and a. So yeah. I, Hela, she, she is defeated, but I thought she was probably going to make it through this film. I mean, she might still crop up because she's an Asgardian. She might not be defeated. Well, she's going to pop up in Infinity Wars or Thor 4. No, I thought she was going to pop up in Infinity War because I'm not sure how much of this is going to translate. And we're talking more about Infinity War than we are actually <laughs> <laughs> Ragnarok. But just quickly, because Thanos' whole deal is that he's in love with death. Which in the comics is an actual person. It's a it's a skeleton lady and he's in love with that. So that's a bit weird. So I thought instead that they'd make Hela the goddess of death. Oh, his so sort yeah. of affectionate. Right. So, so he's trying to win over Hela no. rather than death. You don't like that? I, it's not I don't like it. You'd I rather don't have a, a sexy skeleton lady that Thanos is after? I don't think there's going to be any love interest at all. I think he'll... Uh... He just wants the Infinity Gauntlet for yeah. power. So another, I've gone crazy for power rather than I want to impress Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and also he'll... Uh, he'll Isn't that a bit generic, though? You were just moaning about generic. Exactly, and that's what Marvel have been doing, so that's what they're going to go for. Okay, right. We yeah. also found out that the gauntlet that was in the Asgardian vault is fake. Yes, there's been loads of speculation about that because that the one in the Asgardian vault is either a left-handed or a right-handed one and at the end of Ultron he puts on a, the opposite handed glove and yeah everyone's like oh maybe there's two maybe this little thing nope Hela walks into the vault pushes it over fake <laughs> we did see that when Loki returned to the vault to put the big uh the head, skeleton head on the fire. To the, unleash giant Serta. That's it. The Tesseract was there, one of the Infinity Stones. I'm guessing he took it. Yeah, obviously. That's how it's going to crop up later on. But other than that, there's no other links really to Infinity Wars. No, so. and I think that's probably also how Loki got out of the vault. Because if he's in there when Serta erupts, he's not running out of there quick enough, is he? No. So Loki knows enough about the Tesseract that he could open up a portal to safety and, and quickly get get his neck out of there before Serta grows really big and starts chopping shit up with his giant flame sword and right. destroying Asgard. So that's probably how he got out of there as well. So he's got an Infinity Stone tucked away in his in his pocket. Probably not the best place to, to put an Infinity Stone. No, I'm sure he's fine with Rolling it. around in his pocket, but yeah. Carl Urban's in it for a little bit. He's the executioner, who's usually the sidekick of the Enchantress, who's another Thor villain who we've not seen crop up so he's all right he's got a bit of an arc hasn't he yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed him i mean i like carl urban anyway i was thinking when i was watching him and the armor he's wearing is very reminiscent of the chronicles of riddick because he's in that and he wears very similar armor yes that is not a good fit (laughs) i mean it's all right (laughs) it's not pitch black is better yeah but that it's not even no, it's just bad. It's generic. If you're talking about generic <laughs> shit, that is the most have generic seen, piece of shit I've ever seen. Have you seen the seen. third one? Just Riddick. I've not, no. No, that, that's better. That, I'm, that is much better. 
What were we talking so about? So bad. Oh, God, Not Riddick. <laughs> Fuck me. You know, Chronicles of Riddick is bad. No, that's just bad. Carl Urban wants but, you to forget about that. So, yeah, Urban's good in this, and he's got a, he's got a good uh, story arc in it. So, yeah. Fun times for Urban. Uh, should we talk more about the Planet Hulk stuff and the crazy creatures that Thor bumps into during his uh, time there? And the actual Thor versus Hulk fight. So, we meet up with an alien called Korg who's a big stone, blue stone creature, and he's voiced by Taika Waititi. So... Who? The director. Oh, really? Of the film. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed that character, and Doug. And Doug, yes. He's a little Doug. sidekick thing. Oh, no, that's not Doug. Doug's, Doug's the guy that tried to fight the Hulk and died. We've got uh, another Doug. Right. Another Doug, that's it. The one who had a little blade on his hand, who yeah, we the, think dies the, the and survives. Yeah, the thing, yeah. They're both in uh, the Planet Hulk storyline, and they're part of Hulk's crew. Because the the thing about this is, I know we're not going to get a, another solo Hulk film because Universal own the rights to distribution. That's a weird thing to still hold on the rights to because they sold everything else to Disney, and then what? Just as Disney were walking out, they dropped the distribution rights to the Hulk solo film. Universal picked them up and said, oh, we're not giving them back to you now. I don't get that. That's like them buying back the Fantastic Four and then forgetting the thing. It's it's, it's a weird. really... Yeah. There must have been a reason for it. Yeah, there's some kind of weird loophole. Because they have... Universal have released other Hulk films, haven't they? The Ang Lee Hulk. So I don't know if it's got something to do with that, but I'm not sure what... Maybe What's the, going on? Maybe with they that? are going to do a solo film, and they're just they want to hold the distribution rights so they get some credit towards it and stuff. No, because that's all all they have. Universal can't, as far as I know, they can't go. Okay, we're going to make a Hulk film because they don't have those rights. They just hold the distribution rights, so they can't make it, and neither can Disney because they could make it, but Universal has to distribute it or. I, d- I don't know what's going on, and it's a really weird thing, but the fact that we do get a sort of Planet Hulk light here means that we're not getting a proper Planet Hulk story. I'm fine with that. I want Bruce Banner. You just said you wanted a psychological... Ho- yes. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do. Great. So, <laughs> brilliant. So, that also means that we're probably not getting a World War Hulk film. That's fine. Which is Hulk smashing up everyone with all of his friends from the Planet Hulk story, including Korg, your big <laughs> bricky mate. <laughs> He's cool, yeah. Korg is fun. You reckon Hulk dies in Infinity Wars? No. no? He turns into She-Hulk. <laughs> Thanos uses the sex change Infinity Stone, so... <laughs> that's the last one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, anything else? Oh, the, the the fight, the actual selling point of the film, Thor versus. Hulk. Was that meant to be the selling point? It's one of the big selling points. So I didn't think it was, but okay. What did you think was the selling point? His hammer Thor being has destroyed. a haircut. His hammer being destroyed, and here's the selling burning. point: no hammer, <laughs> no yeah. cool thing. He's got no hammer. There's no Asgard. His hair's cut, and he's got red paint on his face. And he has, a, he has a helmet that resembles the one in the comics that he wears for this one fight and is never seen again. So it's, it's the selling point. What do yeah. you think? Oh, oh, it's an okay fight. I, I'm not sure whether Thor would, should have got the upper hand though and would have won it had he... I mean, not until Jeff Goldblum's the Grandmaster steps in and stops the fight, Thor was going to win it. Because he had Hulk sort of down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He? He, he had the upper hand. 
Um, yeah, this fight, I, th- I feel it was slightly too short and a bit stop-start. It was fun, and obviously no one's going to... It's like the uh, Civil War airport fight. They're not going after each other to murder each other. Maybe Hulk is. Yeah, Hulk was. But, but again, Thor can adjust his game plan, and he's one of the few people that can stand toe-to-toe with the Hulk and come out on top and, and, and win, almost. There was... Marvel can show a little bit of blood. They've done it before. They can do cuts and stuff. When Hulk was on top of Thor, pummeling his face in, I was expecting at least a nosebleed. But there was <laughs> nothing bleed. at all. I don't know Not whether even he, a scratch. I don't know whether he was pummel, pummeling him full frontal or whether he was just going to the shoulders. the Hulk. <laughs> Come but, on, a nosebleed at least. But he's an Asgardian, so he's tougher, and maybe Hulk's going a bit easier on him. The callback to... Uh, Avengers, where uh, Thor is trying to calm him down with the Black Widow. The sky, the sun's getting real low. That was oh, that yeah. was fun, and she knew what was coming because as soon as he reaches out his hand, Hulk grabs him and does the Loki smash, and Loki loves it. He's <laughs> like, "That's what it feels like." <laughs> Would Loki do this fight? He goes through so many emotions. He sees it's the Hulk, and he he's visibly shaken. Holy shit! This. I, I need to get off this planet. Not not out of the city, off the planet. That's how scared of the Hulk he is. And rightly so, because he got his ass handed to him. In the, and then when it flips and he gets into it, and he's like, yeah, that's how that feels. <laughs> of course, Thor doesn't wasn't there when Loki got smashed about like that. I mean, Hulk probably told him. In fact, no, Hulk couldn't tell him. And Bruce, Bruce Banner probably remembers that, doesn't he? I don't think Bruce remembers anything from the Hulk, does he? Not in this film, because it's been two years and he's sort of been hibernating. But in Avengers, he probably remembers some stuff. Because he says he's, he's in the past, it felt like the Hulk and he had one hand on the wheel each so they could sort of steer his rage into a giant space worm rather than Captain America. <laughs> so that's probably why. So he probably remembers smashing right. Loki around like that. So in the shawarma place at the end of Avengers... I smashed Loki around. <laughs> I went inside a worm. <laughs> so they're sharing fun stories. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And delicious swarma. <laughs> what is, is that? A fish? I, I don't, don't know. What know. It is. I've always, I keep hearing it sometimes a on baguette? American shows. I don't know what it is. A taco? <laughs> we'll Google it afterwards. Great. I look forward to that. Jeff Goldblum. The Grandmaster. Mad, he's just playing Jeff Goldblum, isn't he? He's great. That's not a costume, that's what Jeff Goldblum actually wears at home. That's his dressing gown. <laughs> I thought it was alright. Yeah, he's good, he's enjoyable, he's fun. And also the first film that he and Sam Neill have been in since Jurassic Park. They don't interact though, which no, saddens nowhere. me. I didn't even realise it was Sam Neill. How can you not recognise the great Sam Neill? Does it look like Odin? <laughs> He is Odin. The only one I recognised was Matt Damon. Yeah. And it was only going through the credits and it had Thor Luke Hemsworth. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's the younger, unknown Hemsworth it's, it's brother. The, it's the other Hemsworth. He's been in a few things. I read his uh, IMDb and he's been in a, a very famous thing, but I cannot for the life of me remember what it is. Okay. It's not <laughs> Neighbours because I know Chris Hemsworth was in Neighbours and none of the others. He's in Neighbours, was he? Yes. That's <laughs> how he got his start. I think that's how Margot... Or was Margot Robbie home and away? She was in another Australian Is she Australian? Thing. Yes. I didn't know that. Famously. Is she? 
Yes. Right. It's the first time hearing about okay. this. Okay. Um, in fact, where would you put this in terms of the Thor films? I, I'll probably put it second because I, I think Thor 1 got the tone right. You don't like Dark World at all, do you? It's very bland. Talk about generic. That is very generic. Yeah. I know the first Thor film was probably still the still the best. When things were more innocent, there was a young Hawkeye. We didn't really know much about him. So many Dutch angles. This film lacked Dutch angles. What's a Dutch angle. It's that. It's where this. It's it, the shot was like that. Kenneth Branagh does a right. lot of them. Oh, everything's on a tilt, like it's going downhill. And you enjoy the tilt. There were too many of them, but it it made it unique. Cinematography-wise in the no MCU. no tilts in this one. No tilts. No Dutch angles in Dark World. None in this. I think Kenneth Branagh was earmarked to come back and direct the third one, but I think he, he was too busy growing that uh, Hercule Poirot moustache to, <laughs> to direct. <laughs> but it, it would have been good to have him back on. Um, yeah, nice to bookend it. But Watiti's good. But yeah, the tone in All Thor, right. is, I think, is much more balanced than in... In yeah, this, this is one. way too comedic. Yes, for yeah. Such what's going to be quite a serious event happening, life-changing. He loses an eye. Yes. So at least they've done that. Well hidden in the trailers, by the way. They hid that well. Yeah, because sh- there's a scene where he's he's jumping and he's he's got the eye missing. Then in the trailer, he has the eye, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. So, so that was a good... They hid that well. I, I, I like that, yeah. They can show an eye being taken out in blood, but they can't show a nosebleed from being punched. Well, I think that's an escalation thing. If you have... Thor beaten in the middle of the second act and bloodied then it sort of takes away from him being beaten and bloodied at the hands of Hela so I think that's why it's an escalation thing you don't want him you don't you don't want your hero weak in the first five minutes do you not weakened just but, but know, bloody but it takes bit a tooth out but, the, but no then it takes away from the initial holy shit he's lost an eye moment because you think oh they've got blood and stuff and this isn't the the eye thing was shocking wasn't it it was unexpected w- yes exactly and that would have taken away from from that moment i feel and i think they, they escalated it well and he walks around with a bloody eye for most of <laughs> the third act no one <laughs> Is he loki's keep- like loki's like oh you're missing you're missing something you're missing i can't put my finger on it <laughs> He should have jabbed his finger in the the missing no. eye hole. <laughs> is is Thor keeping the eye patch? I'd guess so. Is it because they've taken Odin out? They're like, we need an eye patch. We need a, we need a dude with an eye patch. Oh no, they're, they're going to have a, a scene where Nick Fury gives him an eye patch. <laughs> this is more stylish, <laughs> or something like that. Although I have seen concept art in Infinity War where he's got his eye. Yeah, Bo- both of his was eyes that done before this film came out. They would. Marvel would know. They're not going to. I don't suddenly, think they would. <laughs> they're not going to go to the premiere and then turn to Watiti and go, "Did you take out his eye? We've been filming the whole of Infinity War with Chris Hemsworth not wearing an eye patch. I'm Why didn't you tell us, Watiti? I'm guessing they didn't. I think Kevin Feige's <laughs> planned ahead. I'm guessing they didn't. Holy shit! <laughs> where's his eye? <laughs> we need an eye patch. I'm guessing they didn't put it on the concept <laughs> art because if they had, people would have been like, "Oh, he must lose an eye in this film." So yeah, that's obviously why. Yes. Thank you for seeing Reason. Or he's going to get an eye back. Uh, yeah. He meets up with Tony, and Tony will be like, look, I've developed a supersonic eye. You've got laser vision from it. It's electric proof, so every time you electro up, it's not going to short circuit or anything. So. Is he getting a new weapon to replace his hammer? Yes. Again, the concept art that they've shown showed him with. 
I know where there is a sword or an axe or something, but it's heavy duty stuff. Right, okay. So, yeah. I don't know whether it'll be Asgardian made or, or whatever. Or just he's, normal. He's, he's running around on that ship. Because he can sort of use his, his lightning without the hammer now. His eyes go all Raiden like. Yeah, yeah. God of Thunder. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's, that's interesting stuff. Now, how they left Thor and his band of merry men. So Asgard's destroyed. Loki comes up with a big ship. Gets all of the surviving Asgardians off, including Idris Elba. And uh, they're floating through space. They're going to look for another home. They decide to go to Midgard. Loki's a little bit shifty because, you know, last time he was there, giant space worms and a hole in the sky. People won't remember him fondly. Uh, and they sort of, they've taken a big page out of the sort of Beta Ray Bill story. Do you know who he is? Nope. He's a horse-faced alien. He's There's a statue. Or no, his face is in the um, Grandmaster's Tower where they're building the Hulk face of, like, all the former champions. All right. His face is there. He's a horse alien thing. <laughs> okay. And he meets uh, Thor when Thor's uh, dusting around space, and he's he's the, he's the a warrior that's escorting his people, horse people, to a new planet after their home was destroyed in a giant spaceship. So you see the similarities. That. I thought it was Thanos. No, it's it's not Beta Ray Bill in the giant ship. I'm just saying oh, they right. sort of took right. Beta Ray Bill's story and gave it to to Thor. He's the sort of king protecting his people. And, right, yeah. okay, I get you. Although it could be Beta Ray Bill in the giant spaceship that I rocks up and, is. <laughs> and ab- is probably going to abduct them. So who do you, who do you think that is in the Possibly giant Thanos. spaceship? Yeah. Because Loki's got a Tesseract and he's just tracking them all. He's doing something, isn't he? He knows where they are. Maybe. Who else could it be? Some Ravagers wanting to collect the last surviving Asgardians? I mean, they're probably worth a buck or two, aren't they? I'd imagine so. There's going to be a few people out there who want to collect them. Yeah. Maybe the Collector. Maybe Collecting. it's the Guardians. It could. That's a... I, I think we were meant... Were we meant to recognise that ship? I, I really don't. I didn't recognise no, it. No, it's just a big brown, ominous-looking thing, isn't it? But it's huge. Was you expecting any Guardians cameo in this? No, not really. Uh, I was expecting when they were in the arena fighting, just for like, I don't know, Rocket and Groot yeah. to be in a crowd just cheering. Something like Sticking that. Sticking bets on. Yeah, something like or that. Or even Howard the Duck would have been a fun romp. <laughs> yeah. But again, this... They're keeping it... them separate to the very end. Yeah, and they, w- they were saying that Sakaar... Is it Sakaar they're on? It's, yeah. It's the furthest out from the known universe it's a sort of tatooine it's on the edge of the very brink of space and if you go any further than that then you're in uncharted territory and you're not if you right. go that far you're not getting any help from anyone so you're sort of on your that own sounds somewhere the guardians would go somewhere but i doubt there are many pubs at the end of the universe so that's probably not probably that's the, probably the thing that's going to put them off if, if anything um Yes, so uh, Chris, let's rate this film. Do we suggest people watch it or don't watch it? Well, if you've seen the others, you might as well watch this one. That's your go-to excuse for everything. (laughs) Just watch it. You may as well. It's not going to hurt you. You'll have a few laughs. It might hurt you if... Don't go (laughs) into it. Your head's the screen where it's being shown. Expecting a big dramatic 
horror, not horror, big dramatic No, film. don't go to any Marvel film if you're expecting horror. <laughs> That's Chris's problem. He goes New to Mutant. Super... Yes, it's one horror film that you weren't excited about. Did you eventually watch the trailer for it? Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, it's like a horror. Oh, is that why... Did you watch the New Mutants trailer just now? Is no, that I've why watched... you've got horror on the brain? No, I've watched it a few times. And obviously, it was in the cinema as well, okay. so... Because you didn't watch it last week when we were talking about it, did you? No. No, I think I'd watched it then. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Cause Is that what you just do with your downtime, just watching the New Mutants trailer? Yeah, over and over and over. Jeez. Yeah, no, watch it. It it looks good. For a thing that isn't a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we've had three Marvel Cinematic Universe films this year. Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Should we... Do you I, want to rate them? I was in just about to say order? that. Where do you put the them? weakest was Thor, then Guardians, and Spider-Man was, in my opinion, the best. Okay, I can see why. I'd probably put Guardians slightly higher than Spider-Man. What? Because <laughs> oh, it's got the Hoff and Spider-Man doesn't. Right. You've, you've okay. got to take into account the Hoff factor, Chris. Spider-Man Very... has Michael Keaton. Is he the Hoff? He's Batman. It's not the Hoff. He's not Knight Rider. <laughs> I don't care. He's Batman. <laughs> well, we'll have to discuss that another time. The Hoff versus Knight Rider. <laughs> no, that's the same person. The Keaton versus <laughs> the Hoff. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, Chris, survival guide. This will be quick because we're fighting an unbeatable Asgardian goddess of death. Not even the Warriors 3 could stand up to them. I reckon it, her power came from her hair. Whenever she went into combat, <laughs> whenever she went into combat, she would brush her hair and it would turn into the spiky Big helmet thing, thing. Yeah. yeah, which was obviously her hair. Had they chopped that off, her power would have been gone. Done. No, I don't think she's. It says she drew it from Asgard. It's Is not... her hair Asgardian? Of course, she's. Then As... she draws the power from her hair. No, she's not Samson. That's not how it goes. No, I, I just think that's her battle helmet and to sort of freak people out. She she can sort of control that. It sort of wi- like wiggles, not wiggles, like spreads wiggles. out. <laughs> not a wibbly thing, but yeah, it spreads out. You think it's more for war effect, psychological, like yeah. So obviously, what's growing out of my head. It makes an impact, doesn't it? it? It's the sort of freak out your opponent and then headbutt them. It's probably headbutting strategic as well, but on a survival note. Everyone that comes up against her <laughs> dies. Is fucked. I mean, Thor and his Revengers group, great name, <laughs> of Hulk, Loki, and uh, Valkyrie manage to hold their own, but they are on the back foot for the most part of that fight because they're dodging giant swords that are coming out of nowhere. And Hogarth, who's the last Warrior Three to to be killed, he's speared in the back just from out of the ground unnecessarily harsh I liked it of course you did <laughs> but you can't combat that sort of raw power unless you have your Black Panther his suit made out of vibranium would it have pierced the suit I think so I think because it's an Asgardian magical thing it's one step up from any earthbound mineral because she completely destroys the hammer, which is made from a, a star or, or something. And that's that's got to be stronger than... Or on an equal par with vibranium. So if she can defeat that... The hammer can't break Captain America's shield. Yeah, but I think that she could... And that's made from vibranium, the shield. So if she can break the hammer, she can break the shield. 
which means that she can crush Black Panther like a tin can in his suit. And also, Black Panther wouldn't stand a chance either because he's fast and he's got some skills. But again, he can't dodge a sword that suddenly appears out of nowhere. And Would he's Spider-Man also not be able to. They don't really show any Spidey sense, but assuming he's got it, yeah, if he he was flipping everywhere, and she was so frustrated. I think Spider-Man would last slightly longer than Black Panther because Black Panther would be more durable with the suit, but only slightly more, and Spider-Man would be able to dodge and get out of the way. Spider-Man's probably slightly more athletic just because he's got the web shooters. Yeah, and uh, Black Panther doesn't have that luxury, so he can't get out of the way as quickly, but. Yes, yeah, she would. I think she'd take out most of the Avengers. The Revengers, though, that that's a, that's three Asgardians and a Hulk. I think they could take out the Avengers. That team on on their own. What the Revengers could take out the Avengers? Yes, it would be a fun fight to see Thor's ragtag team. What do you think of the name, the Revengers? I think it was a funny joke. The Revengers are—they sound like a group from the nineties. I thought there was going to be an actual team name, like the team he assembled was a, a team he had in the comics, but I don't know if that was or not. I, and I don't know. Revenge is probably it's a, again. It sounds like a weird thing that they would do. Yeah. Because there's been like West Coast Avengers. West Coast Avengers. Yes, Hawkeye <laughs> was in it, and there's all sorts of weird groups. So Revengers is probably in there somewhere. Right. But, fair enough. Yeah, Revengers versus the Avengers. That would be. It would be a fun fight, and I th- I do I would give the edge to the Revengers. What about Vision, though? I'd still oh, I'd still give it to the Revengers. Nah, because not with Vision. Vision's the only one that would sort of pose a real threat because you could take out Iron Man and and Cap and and you... Ant Man and things like that because they're just people with fancy suits. Vision's the only one that's on a par with them. Vision versus Thor. Iron Man in the Hulkbuster against Hulk. Then, you know, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain America taking on... All of them ganging up on Valkyrie. Valkyrie Valkyrie would still win. Because Valkyrie's a badass. I mean, she's Mm. drunk most of the time, which is fun. And she kind of puts her hand into her... Was that a a Bill Schnipe, which is a thing that Thor talks to Agent Coulson about? Scaly big antlers. I have no idea. (laughs) No. Okay, but... Yeah. I mean, the Avengers would have the numbers game, but it's three Asgardians. One of them can multiply himself into like hologram sort of things. So that would trick people. I mean, maybe not no, Spider-Man. I'm still thinking the Avengers. I can't see the Revengers <laughs> beating them. Okay. But we can agree that Hela would destroy the Avengers. Hela would annihilate everybody. <laughs> okay, the only person she can't kill is the big fire demon. Yes, it's Serta. So... Yeah, we obviously can't survive Hela because of her magical powers. The only way to survive her is to destroy Asgard and strip her of her power. Yes, because Hela gets stabbed a lot and that has no effect. So when Serta pops up after Loki unites uh, Serta's helmet with the Eternal Fire or the Magical Forever Fire. It's not the Eternal Flame. Yeah. What's the Eternal Fire? That's from The Witcher. Never mind. So... Uh, Serta becomes giant Serta. He's like bigger than the the palace that Asgard is built around. And he pops up. Everyone gets off of floating Asgard, which we see pretty well. That shot from when they're flying. There was a good distance. Shot flying it, yeah. into, yeah. And you just see that it's just a rock. 
floating. And there have been comics. Uh, Siege, I think, is one where Asgard was on Earth. And it's just floating above a farmer's field. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah, so Surtur must be huge. Hulk goes for Surtur. <laughs> that was good. And, and I tries like to that. beat him up. But Surtur just picks him off like a, a flea and flicks him back onto the Bifrost Bridge. Hulk is so lucky that Surtur didn't get really pissed off with him and just stab him with his mile-long <laughs> sword. Bloody hell. <laughs> I thought Hulk's skin was meant to be near enough indestructible but he gets bit through the leg by a giant wolf and bleeds yeah he, they showed he, his blood <laughs> yeah it was green so it's not as, as brutal but yeah Hulk can be killed definitely by a giant mile high man so yeah and Serta he's, he's swiping his sword around having a bloody good time I'm destroying Asgard yay I'm so happy he, he doesn't realise there's nobody in Asgard does he he's like yeah. Asgardians you know your doom's here no one's there they're all on a ship well, Hela's there. She's an Asgardian. She goes for Surtur, like proper well, she asked shooting you, don't she? things at him. And that sort of draws Surtur's attention. He turns to her. The magical sword's not having too much of an impact on him. They stagger him, but he's still going for it. And then he just plunges his giant sword into her. It just crushes her before it stabs her. So. Did she survive it? That's what I'm talking about. She's the goddess of death. Maybe she's depowered and she'll show up in... Infinity War, but I'd guess that she's probably dead. Odin's death sucked. Odin dies, like, peacefully, doesn't he? Yeah, he just sort of... Did he even die, or was he just like, I'm going to fake my own death now, boys, (laughs) and just goes into little glowy balls? No, maybe he, like, ascends to a different plane, because he shows up again in, like, Thor's mind, giving him advice and stuff like that, so maybe that's where he's, he's, like, on the astral plane or something like that. Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I doubt we'll see him again, but it's 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 nice to know that he's not in hell. <laughs> so you reckon Anthony Hopkins was just getting too old to play the role? Or he was like, I don't want to. No, do this I just anymore. think I just think story-wise and universe-wise, Odin's such a powerful character that you had to get rid of him at some point because he's he's one of them world-breaking characters where he can do literally anything. He would intervened in infinity wars yeah so he has to be gotten rid of right so i I think and also it's for thor's character growth as well so he's had three films being an arrogant prince and now he's got to be the king of of asgard so it's character growth and world development and and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's it's twofold the reason for him buggering off i don't think it's age specifically the su- our survival tips are useless because <laughs> you just can't yeah she's she's too overpowered and Surtur's a giant fire demon who's having a bloody good time so <laughs> yeah um do we go on to the news Chris there's not much to talk about and shockingly they're all Thor Ragnarok related so. really <laughs> well not really they've got a loose sort of connection to it so um DC have finally cast uh, a person to play Shazam in the Shazam film. They've had The Rock uh, penciled in to play um, Black Adam, who's the Shazam villain. Yeah. They've had him penciled in for near enough a year or more. Right. Is he uh, not playing it now? No, he is playing. He's still playing the bad guy, but they've okay. been they've been struggling to find a sort of counter to to The Rock, and they think they may have finally found it. In Thor the Ragnarok star, Zachary Leave, who plays one of the Warriors 3, the swashbuckling blonde one. To be Shazam? Yes. He does not seem big enough. Yeah. <laughs> Shazam's like 
huge and muscular, isn't he? Mm. Have they cast the the kid? No, I I don't think I'll. I could tell you the kid's name if they do cast it, but it'll probably be a, an unknown. Okay. Yeah, unless he's going to bulk up for it, that it'll look weird when he's in the Shazam suit, or if they put padding in it or something. Yeah, but you could bulk up to like a Henry Cavill esque size. Yeah, I maybe not as big there. as Cavill because Cavill's a machine. But yeah, and I'm not sure whether he'll this guy'll stick around or or whatnot because I'm not sure when the Shazam films scheduled to start production or whether they've got a script or anything so it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he sticks around i'm looking forward to that i like shazam okay i don't care all right <laughs> he's superman but he's a kid so he's that's... a good opponent for superman because superman's vulnerable to magic and shazam is magic yeah put him against harry potter no so i'm that's fine it's not great but it's fine all right <laughs> Uh, second and last bit of news because I've not been paying attention okay Jeff Goldblum notable for being in Thor Ragnarok <laughs> told you it'd be all is he turning for Infinity Wars no he's in Jurassic World 2 for a little bit an extended sort of cameo role there was, there a... was more to it but I didn't read the article because I didn't want it spoiled of course right. Jeff Goldblum's not going to go hey I come back and I ride a T-Rex <laughs> but I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to take that chance and have him spoil. Yeah, Jurassic World two, something something. I don't know what it's called. It's but... the Lost Kingdom. No. Yeah. Some... Last Kingdom. It's something Kingdom. I thought Extinction was in there somewhere. No, that's <laughs> that's but, Transformers. So, yeah, Transformers. <laughs> Kingdom something. I should know this, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Gold Bloom's Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's in it, which is good because he was he was uh, a little cameo picture thing on his book that was in the in the. Where Jurassic is Sam Neil? I don't know. Sam Neil should be in it. He's the heart and soul of Jurassic Park. But yeah, and I I also want another scene with Goldblum and Neil in it because they've got good chemistry. They're they're real fun in that film in Jurassic World. They're just bouncing off each other. Jeff Goldblum's having a whale of a time. Sam Neil's just looking at him and they're. You know, there's a bro. That's the original bromance, the dinosaur bromance. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They they're good together. And now I want to watch Jurassic Park again, just for <laughs> just for those two. Just for those two. Yeah, they're good. They're a good pair. I like them. Yeah. Um. So if if you have any thoughts on Thor Ragnarok or the Gold Bloom, email us we can survive that at gmail dot com or tweet us at we could survive. Uh, we're on YouTube, iTunes, Podomatic. Stitcher, anywhere you can find good podcasts. Tell a friend if, yeah, they like podcasts with two idiots. <laughs> Speak fine. for yourself, a good sir. <laughs> yeah, they'll they might like this. They may not. It depends. Yeah, next week we're definitely doing a scary film because I for, forgot. Definitely that, doing a scary film. I forgot that Thor was coming out, so we could have do... you got one in mind? I don't know any scary films. Oh, Bambi. <laughs> That's a very traumatic film. Yeah, not Water scary. Shit down. Water, oh dear. We'll, we'll find a, a horror-y we'll esque one. But All right. Yeah. That's it. Well, thank you for listening to We Can Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week. Until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye.